The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Jesus, 
Praise your wonder-working name. Jesus, you're my glory, lifter of my head. Jesus, great physician, palm in Gilead. You to whom my life belongs, you're my Lord, my strength, my song, oh. Praise your wonder-working name. Oh, Jesus, praise your wonder-working name. Jesus had a very interesting conversation with a woman one day and uh, in a certain particular area. In fact, it's by the well, at a water well. And it's in John chapter 4 where we read about it. And Jesus said to her in their conversation, after they'd had a little conversation about uh, different things, he said to her, ye worship, ye know not what. He said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, true worshipers, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. One of my favorite ways to practice the presence of the Lord is to sing songs to Him. You can do it too, even if you don't think you're a great singer. But be sure the songs that you sing to the Lord are the right thing, that they are solidly based on God's Word. I believe Jesus' statement that you worship you know not what still applies today, and sometimes we sing songs to the Lord that we have no idea what we're singing. Sometimes our songs are void of truth. They're void of power because they are not based on a solid scriptural foundation. You know, the Word of God is the power of God unto salvation. The Holy Spirit will not move through songs based on error. For example, I used to sing a song and used to enjoy the song, Lord, Build Me a Cabin in the Corner of Gloryland. In fact, uh, I still like the music to that song. It's a nice song with a very nice melody and, and, and nice harmonies. But where is the scriptural foundation? I feel sure that the writer of this song was expressing his personal testimony. He meant to be saying this, I don't uh, give much credence to worldly goods. I don't expect much, Lord. I'll be happy to be just to be with you. And it's good to be content in the Lord. But the people who embrace God's revelation of the new creation position on earth know that the goodness of God is available to all that God has provided more for us in heaven than just a log cabin and certainly more on earth. Some of the songs used in churches are not really worship. They may have a nice tune, some may be clever, catchy lyrics, but if the message of the song is not based firmly on the word, when we sing these songs, then we know not what we worship. God is calling us to accountability and to excellence. We can't be casual any longer. We must be serious about the things of God, especially as we would worship Him and, and, and send our words and our adoration to Him. It's one thing to have a good spirit when we worship, but it's also important that we have the truth or the Word of God involved. Knowing the basis of the songs we sing will change the entire level of worship because when I know what the Scripture is and I look to God and I purposely sing that to Him, then this is a higher level of worship than if I don't know what the words mean. 
God-given word songs can also be powerful weapons of warfare. We could look at 2 Chronicles 20, verses 21 and 22. We could look at 2 Corinthians 10 and 3 and 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through God. They will pull down strongholds. And why is this so important? We are not able to worship the Father beyond the level of our revelation of His character, who He is. The more we know about God, and the greater that we esteem Him, and that we will esteem Him more, the better we know Him through His Word, the purer we can worship Him and give worship to Him. Some Christian music today has some truth in the lyrics, but the spirit of the songs has the smell of smoke. When Jesus went into the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when he came out, there was no smell of smoke whatsoever. Does your musical offering to the Lord communicate your heart to him? Or are you just using words of Christian terminology? True worship is tender and sweet and brings one face to face with God. Examine the songs before you sing them. And then when you use them to worship, then Compare the lyrics preceding that with God's word. Be sure they're in harmony with his word. As a Christian songwriter, a few occasions the Lord has challenged me by saying, Ye worship, you know not what. And it was true. So I began to examine myself and the songs I was writing and singing. I resolved to know the meaning of what I write and what I sing, and to offer it to God in a becoming musical manner. The Lord spoke to me and said, You'll begin to write with a new anointing. My anointing is on my word, he said, and through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, the anointing will flow out from you. And the people who believe and receive that anointing will be healed. Financial needs will be met. Harmony will come to their homes. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. And, of course, that is also substantiated by Isaiah 10 and 27. Many glorious testimonies continue to come as the Lord has moved through the music. As you identify and embrace worshiping Him in spirit and in truth, as you know what you worship, I believe His anointing will flow out from you to break the yoke of care, the yoke of bondage, trouble, and sorrow on your life and on the lives of others. He will meet the need. He'll solve the problem as you worship, light up the darkness, heal the pain, restore the loss, what a wonderful God we have. To worship God, we must be able to love Him. God's love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, Romans 5 and 5. God never asks or commands us to do something without giving us the ability to fulfill His command or desire. I can do uh, uh, worship to Him. I can love Him. And I worship Him because He first loved me. I praise Him. His divine love flows through me, enables me to love and to express that love tangible and in practical ways. Worshiping the Lord is ministering to the Lord. Acts 13 2 describes this. It says that some in the early church, as they ministered to the Lord, they fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work, whereunto I have called them. What are they doing to minister to the Lord? I believe they ascribed value and worth to God. They must have said, you are the almighty God. All the prisoners heard him saying this. You are wonderful. You are powerful. You are the God of honor. You are our prize of great value. You are our worth ship. 
You are worthy. I love you. As these prophets ministered to the Lord, they also fasted. The most commonly regarded form of fasting is depriving the body of food, but I believe there can be other forms of fasting, like uh, getting our minds off of temporal things and focusing on the Lord. Well, he said that those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Worshiping God, it is literally possible to be worshiping him with offering the word of God back to him. Hebrews 13, 15, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Let's go.